wellness to you and this is Shelly again from God's Healthcare System and I'm so glad to be back teaching with you after some minor technical difficulties and I'm glad that you're joining me. Today's topic is the solution for alcoholism. Do you know what the 18th amendment to our country's constitution is? Well, this amendment started as a noble experiment back in January 17th of 1920. Our society believed that alcoholism was the major cause of most personal and social problems and that prohibition, which means to restrain or stop or forbid by authority of the law, was seen as the solution to the nation's poverty, crime, family violence, and other ills. A quote from the article called Compare Christianity and Alcohol. Prohibition was a nationwide constitutional ban on the production, importation, transportation, and sale of alcoholic beverages in, in America's history from 1920 to 1933. Promoted by several community groups and the religious community, it gained a national grassroots base, and this included the Women's Christian Temperance Union. It was called the Volstead Act, named after Andrew Volstead, chairman of the House Judiciary Committee, who managed the legislation during the Woodrow Wilson administration. Despite this legislation, criminal gangs still were able to gain control of the beer and liquor supply for many cities. In Chicago, where I grew up, many gangsters were notorious, and their activities, such as the infamous St. Valentine's Day Massacre on February 14th of 1929, changed the minds of America that prohibition would reduce crime. On February 15, 1933, prohibition ended with the ratification of the 21st Amendment. However, it did cut down alcohol consumption to half and rates of liver cirrhosis fell by 50% in the early parts of the prohibition years. Needless to say, prohibition helped for a while, but it did not change the fact that people were still dying of alcoholism. The medical community, or the death care system as I call it, and the judicial system had no answers. Their solutions were prisons if crimes were committed, hospitals for detoxification and treatment of liver cirrhosis and the terminally sick that were dying, and asylums for the hopelessly mentally insane. Yes, alcoholism was considered a hopeless state of mind and body. Dr. William D. Silkworth, M.D., who was a chief physician at the nationally prominent hospital specializing in alcoholism and drug addiction, declared in a letter that he had a patient who, though he had been a competent businessman of good earning capacity, was an alcoholic of the type he had come to regard as hopeless, but who had found a solution. He states primarily about alcoholics he had treated. I personally know scores of cases who were of the type with whom other methods had failed completely. 
He wrote his letter because he had seen that this gentleman, who during his third treatment admission was dying, but that he saw a change or recovery in him after he acquired certain ideas. This led to a rapidly growing fellowship of men and their families. He further stated that these facts appear to be of extreme medical importance because of the extraordinary possibilities of rapid growth inherent in this group. They may mark a new epoch in the annals of alcoholism. These men, a group of a hundred, including women, may may well have a remedy for thousands of such situations. So in April 1939, the big book called Alcoholics Anonymous was published by the group as a diagram of their solution to their problem. They were rescued by a spiritual awakening or God solution. The treatment of alcoholism was only managed by God successfully. They realized that only the power of God could help them and to this day, the use of God's healthcare system is their answer. By March of 1976, the total worldwide membership of Alcoholics Anonymous was conservatively estimated at more than 1 million, with almost 28,000 groups meeting in over 90 countries. And by their fourth edition published in November 2001, it had grown to 2 million, with nearly 100,800 groups meeting in approximately 150 countries around the world. The book has been translated into 43 languages. The alcoholics believe that only a spiritual experience will conquer their alcoholism. Even if you are atheist or agnostic, this spiritual, spiritual or God experience need only be your conception of God or first-hand experience with this power that was available, leading to a new direction. They state in their book on page 46, we found that God does not make too hard terms with those who seek him. To us, the realm of the spirit is broad, roomy, all-inclusive, never exclusive or forbidding to those who earnestly seek. It is open, we believe, to all men. Today, alcoholism is not impossible to treat if you go to the right source. In AA, they declare their primary purpose is to stay sober and to help other alcoholics to achieve sobriety. This help does not cost anything and is given freely to others. In this way, they keep their sobriety. Scripture tells us that God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. In John chapter 3, verse 16, God never wants us to die from disease or suffer from mental illness or insanity. For those that believe, it is your inheritance, as with everything you receive in God's health care system or from God in general. So take advantage of the sacrifice Jesus made for you and go get your freedom. 
My challenge for you today is to tell a friend or relative you may know that is suffering from alcoholism or drug or any addiction that there is an effective solution if they are willing to get help. And my prayer for you is that this teaching may be helpful to you if you have an, an addiction and that you will seek help, get free, and then help another person to find freedom too. For more teaching on the wonders produced by God's healthcare system, visit my website at www.godshealthcaresystem.com. And as always, be well.